right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Porn and the Gospel. I am your host, Spencer Sutton, and my daughter heard the intro music (laughs) the other day, and she told me it was horrible. And you know what? I'm not disagreeing with her, but it is what it is. Um, That's not the point. Like, if, if you're turned off by the music, then I'm sorry. So let's get let's get straight to uh, this episode. This is episode four, and I wanted to come back to this idea of the truth uh, because I was running this morning and I had this thought. So when I was talking about truth in the last episode, I was really talking about the fact that men who are struggling with pornography or really any habitual sin. Um, they struggle with the truth. They struggle with dealing with the truth. And there's a lot of fear that comes with the thought of exposing truth, exposing themselves to the truth. And then on top of, so when, when we have fear in our life, what do we end up doing? We end up lying. And so I want to come back to this, this thought because we lie to ourselves most of all. And so as I was running, I was thinking about, so this October, I'm uh, running in a race. It's a, it's a pretty big race, Spartan ultra. And it's, so it's got obstacle courses and a lot of miles. And I'm, and I was running this morning on the track. I was, and I'm essentially training for it. And I started thinking back to um, 10 years ago, uh, my journey of, of health. So I'm relatively, you know, I played sports in high school. I'm, I'm a thin guy, relatively thin. And so I would say, you know, 10 years ago, if you had asked me, Spencer, are you in shape? I would have said, yeah, I'm in shape. I mean, I'm in good physical shape. Was it the truth? Well, it's interesting because I would have said, yes, I played basketball back then. I played basketball on Sunday nights. So I played once a week and I thought, Hey, I can still run up and down the court. I can still, you know, keep up with the younger guys. I was in my thirties at the time, late thirties. And it's really interesting. So, uh, I was watching one, one morning with my son. So Grant was probably nine or 10 at the time. We were sitting there watching a video that a good friend of mine, Forrest Walden had recorded and Forrest owns, um, several gyms here in town. It's a franchise called iron tribe fitness. And this video played and it was talking about getting in shape. It was talking about, you know, starting the year off, right. Like starting, uh, two, I guess, goodness, 2011 off, right. Or 2012. And, and then he asked the question, who do you know that needs to get in shape that needs to have their life change that needs to, you know, do all this stuff, achieve their fitness goals. Without hesitation, Grant looked at me and he said, you do, dad. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, here I am. I'm, I'm not overweight. But the truth was, hmm, maybe I wasn't in shape. Like, I hadn't ever looked at the truth. I had not ever really examined it. I just thought, hey, because I can play basketball, run up and down the court a few times that, that I must be in shape. And so what I did was I texted Forrest and I, I signed up. 
I went to the very first class. So they had a one-on-one. So before back then, 10 years ago, before you could like start doing regular classes. And just to let you know, this is, these movements are functional fitness type movements. So barbells, kettlebells, dumbbells, um, mixed with running and, uh, you know, just kind of gymnastics movements with barbells. And so think you would probably think CrossFit type workouts. So I went to this 101 class and thinking I was in shape. And really what they did was this, this for probably four or five weeks, the whole 101 class was just really an assessment of where you were <laughs> it. And, and there was no hiding, right? There was zero hiding. And we had a test in workout and a test out workout. And that test in workout included sit-ups and kettlebell swings and running. And I remember probably the worst workout was they had a barbell. And so this bar, the barbells for guys are 45 pounds. So just imagine a barbell with no weight on it. And it was a combination workout between um, strict press with that barbell and push-ups and a strict press is just holding it by your to your at your chest and then pushing it overhead and we're just talking 45 pounds but you don't use any legs you don't you, there's no pushing other than just using your arms your muscles and your arms and shoulders that workout it was just push-ups and strict press like i got to where i couldn't even do one push-up and the truth hit me in the face a, a series of those classes, it, the truth hit me in the face. Spencer, you are not in shape. That was it. There was no hiding. There was no lying. And I had been lying to myself that I was in shape, right? I was in shape. I convinced myself. I told myself enough stories to convince myself that I was in shape. And so for men who are struggling with pornography and want freedom, the first thing to do is to get clear about your current condition. We talked about that in the last episode. And so I thought, you know, I, and, I, and I said, hey, here's something helpful you can do at the end of the, um, at the, end of the podcast. But what I did um, today was I put together an assessment for you. And you can go grab it if you want to. Um, it's Obviously, there's no charge to it. Just go to naturalpornkiller.com slash assessment. You go to that page and you can grab the assessment, download it and uh, use it. And it's going to walk you through just the facts about where you currently are. And it's going to ask you a lot of questions that you're going to have to think about. I think for a lot of you out there, this is something you've probably avoided. And so you say, I want freedom, but you haven't done the work of getting very, very clear and honest and truthful and transparent with yourself on your current condition. So that is my encouragement to you. So let's keep talking about this, um, but I want to I wanna kind of take a different angle in it because I'm like in my personal quiet time, I'm studying the book of Hebrews and I am stuck on Hebrews two verse one. And it says this, therefore we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. 
Let me read that again. Therefore, we must pay closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. So the word therefore points us back to the previous chapter, to chapter one, where uh, the writer is arguing that Jesus is far superior to angels, right? So he is eternal. He has omnipotent power. He is immutable, which means he's unchangeable. He is the final prophet, priest, and king. And so it's just the supremacy of Christ. Like he is pointing to the supremacy of Christ. And so he says, therefore, because of all of this that I've just said in chapter one, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard. So what had they heard? Well, the gospel, the truth that Jesus Christ had come and had died on the, had lived a sinless life, had willingly sacrificed himself on the cross and shed his blood for our sins, for everyone who believes and puts their trust in him, he's done this once and for all. So this is what they have to pay closer attention to, lest we drift away. So let's look at that. So what we have here in just this one little verse, we have a warning and the remedy. The warning is, guys, we drift away. And what do you have to do to drift away? And, and the language, the original language is really, it has a picture of a ship. And a ship drifting away, like drifting off course. What do you have to do, guys? What do you have to do to drift away? Well, the answer is absolutely nothing. It's nothing. Like, we don't have to do anything. And that's the point. Like, the Hebrew writer is just, he just spent significant time pointing to the supremacy of Christ. And now he's saying, look at him, pay attention to him, <laughs> pay attention to your heart or else you will look up and you will find yourself someplace you never intended to go because it's called the drift. Like we, we drift. If we're not paying attention, we drift. And so I love this quote from C.S. Lewis from, uh, from the book, uh, his book, Mere Christianity. He says this, we have to be continually reminded of what we believe. Neither this belief nor any other will automatically remain alive in your mind. It must be fed. And as a matter of fact, if you examined a hundred people who had lost their faith in Christianity, I wonder how many of them would turn out to have been reasoned out of it by honest argument. Do not most people simply drift away? And we see this, like you and I know this, we drift. And so we you know, we allow the things of this world, like, like the world has a strong pull. So just imagine this, this, like an undercurrent, I'm thinking of, like my daughter, we were at the beach a couple of years ago, and she and a friend were playing in at the beach. And I just told him, I was like, okay, just got to look up and see where we are, like, look for the condo, because you are going to drift away. And they were just playing, they were just kind of minding their own business. And and, and you know, the next thing they knew, they were way down the beach. Just this, the, and the world has the same type of pull in our lives if we're not paying attention. Um, something that you see in scripture here is one of Paul's traveling partners. So we read in Colossians 4.14, he says, Luke, the beloved physician, greets you as does Demas. So Demas was a traveling companion of Paul, a fellow co-worker 
He's a co-worker with him in the gospel. He says in Philemon's 1, 23 and 24, Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ, sends greetings to you, and so do Mark, Aristocrus, I can't say that name, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers. So we see twice, once in Philemon, or, and then once in Colossians, where Paul is saying, hey, Demas is sending you greetings. He's here with me. He's working uh, together with me for the advancement of the gospel. And then we read Paul's last letter to Timothy. And it's 2 Timothy 4.10. He says, Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me. Demas drifted. Demas drifted. That's what he did. And guys, we will drift. So that is the warning. The warning is that we drift away. So what is the remedy? The remedy is pay attention to what we have heard, which is the gospel. And so how do we do this? Like our daily life, this is what I will say. Our daily life is war. And I heard this quote, um, and I think this is, a, a, you know, so very true. He says, uh, this guy that I follow says this, the true truth in the land of liars is a weapon. And when believed and applied is a declaration of war. So truth, truth, like believing truth is a declaration of war against the things that want you to believe a lie. Jesus said in John eight, he says, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Later, he said, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Like, what is the truth that we have to believe? So we have to look at the facts and the truth about our current situation. And then we must pay close attention to the truth which is found in God's word. Like this is a battle guys. Um, and you think about it, like in the new Testament, what do we, what do we read about the life of faith? We read it's a fight. It's a race. It's like a field, which a farmer works on. Paul says in various places, he says, I press on, I follow after I strive, I fight, put to death. Like all of these things are active. This is active work that we do. This is not about salvation. This is not about you being saved. This is about sanctification. This is about working out your faith every single day. So we are tempted to do nothing and drift. Do nothing and drift. And so a lot of times what we'll do as guys is we will focus on the wrong things. We'll pay attention to the wrong things. So I mentioned working out. I mean, let's be honest, we can pay attention too much to our bodies. Like that can be our measuring stick. That can be what we pour our focus and attention and time into and neglect the most important things. What about work? Like, I, I believe that, I mean, guys, we, we love to keep score with work. We love to keep score with money. And the temptation is to do that. And it was just as much a temptation back in Jesus' day. I mean, Luke 11, with the parable of the rich fool, I mean, we know what he did. His focus was on building bigger barns. His focus was on his work. That's how he kept score. 
And now, is there value and purpose in business? Absolutely, 100%. Like God uses our work for his glory if we're paying attention. Is there value in working out? Is there value in, in staying in shape and eating and eating healthy and those things? Absolutely. We're to be good stewards of our bodies. Like our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We don't worship the temple, but the spirit is there. We discipline our bodies. We discipline our bodies. We control our bodies, right? And so this thought of the fact that we drift away and this thought that we must pay attention. So what are we paying attention to? Like we are giving our attention to something at all times. And I'll say that I just wrote down three truths that I think are highly important that we need to be paying attention to all of the time. Like, just like C.S. Lewis said, these things don't stay in, like they don't stay in our mind, which is why Paul says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Like we have to think on these things all of the time. Like when I was struggling with pornography, it was proof that I was drifting. I was drifting. I was drifting over and over and I was not paying attention to the most important things. And so three things that I believe are in incredibly valuable truths for us to remember all of the time. Number one is, and this is all about gospel, right? So from the word, the gospel we have to pay attention to the things we've heard. So what is number one? Number one is, is that Christ died on the cross and shed his blood to secure my salvation. Like Christ died on the cross for me. I need to remember that. I need to think on that all of the time. He shed his blood so that I wouldn't have to pay the penalty for my sin. And so I look to him and I trust in him and I remember this sacrifice. So that's number one. Number two I am a child of the living God. He is my king. Like I'm a living heir and I have a spiritual kingdom waiting for me. Like I am an heir. Like I need to remember that I am a child of God. Like he deeply loves me. He is, he is satisfied with me. Like he is, he loves me so much and that gives me motivation. So when I think about that, like so many of us were, we're programmed to relate to God with how our fathers related with us. And this is why we have to keep, and, and it was never perfect, right? Like our father's love was never, ever perfect. Just like mine isn't for my kids. And so we keep coming back to the scripture and say, what is the truth of the scripture? Well, that is the truth. And then the third thing is this world is not my home. Like I'm simply visiting. And I'll recommend a video. If you haven't seen this video with Francis Chan, it's great. You can just Google in YouTube or something like that. Just Google uh, Francis Chan rope example. And it's fantastic because it gives us perspective. It's a great visual on, about the perspective of our life here on earth versus our life in eternity. So that's it, guys. Uh, those are just some thoughts. I was, you know, I recorded the podcast number three yesterday. And as I was running this morning, I just started thinking about it and thought, man, I need to get back on there and talk about um, 
we'll give you a, a tool that you can use, like a real assessment that you can use, and then and then talk about this warning that we that we are we drift away like human natures. We drift away from truth all of the time. And then the remedy, which is paying close attention to the gospel, like feeding on the word every single day. All right, guys, I will, uh, I'll be back on another episode, episode number five, and then probably this, uh, in a week. So go ahead. If you haven't subscribed, I'd appreciate that. And leave me a review if you feel uh, good about it, feel comfortable. If you believe this is adding value, uh, it helps other people find the podcast. So uh, I will uh, be back with another episode in about a week.